0: This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Kidnappers, Hawke's Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawke's Bay voices on air. Brain Injury Hawke's Bay is proudly brought to you with funding from the Hastings District Council. Hi everybody, Vicky here from Brain Injury Hawke's Bay. Welcome to our Brain Injury Show. Every 15 minutes, someone in New Zealand experiences a brain injury. Brain injury can have a profound impact on the person, their whānau, and the community. Whilst the majority of brain injuries are mild and will make a full recovery, we work with those that are experiencing ongoing challenges. Brain Injury Association Hawke's Bay offers education, information, and support to all those affected by brain injury in our community. Our goal is to ensure that those experiencing the challenges of brain injury can easily access the appropriate supports required to live full, independent lives. Part of this goal is to provide education to the community in an effort to reduce the impact of brain injury. Today I will be talking to Nat from Road Safety Education. Uh, Nat is the facilitator and organiser of the Lower North Island Rider Programme, which is a youth driver safety programme. That's supported by the Rotary clubs. Uh, we've been working on this program with um, with Nat for oh about a year now, which has been uh, yeah really amazing to be part of. Uh, so we go out to the high schools. And myself, along with Seth, who is a crash survivor with a brain injury, uh, we facilitate a section called the Serious Crash Investigators. And this has just been a great way for us to be able to get out and and educate our rangatahi about the importance of um, looking after themselves on the road and seeing what the, you know, the reality is of a crash that could result in brain injury. Um, So have a listen um, and listen to our chat with Nat and hope you enjoy it. Hi everybody, I'm Vicki from Brain Injury Hawke's Bay. Welcome to Community Collaborators. Today I am speaking to Natalie from Road Safety Education. Hi Nat, great to have you with us. Good morning Vicki, how you doing? Great, thank you. Right, do you want to start by telling us about your role at Road Safe Education?
1: Uh, Absolutely. Um, So I am the Programme Coordinator for the Lower North Island, so the programme that we are mainly dealing with is our rider um, programme. So my role is, um, or a large part of my role, is to work with the schools um, to plan their rider workshop days, um, ensuring that we are meeting their needs for the rider workshop. Quite often schools will identify particular areas um, that their students are are failing to drive safely on the roads. And so they want us to meet those particular needs. Um, And so we make sure that our workshop caters to those for each of the schools. Um, And then um, another part of my role is to be in. ensuring that the schools have access to all of our resources. So we provide um, resources that they can use throughout the year so that they can embed um, road safety into their curriculum um, and be providing those messages right throughout the year.
0: Awesome so that's a, a massive area that you're covering there. Yeah, uh, in terms of the geographical area. Yeah, yeah, and just yeah. the amount of schools in there—that's a yeah, a big yeah. Job. yeah, yeah. Um, so you just kind of touched on Rider, and um, we've been really mm. excited to be part of the program this year. Do you want to tell us what is Rider?
1: Yeah I might start with telling you a little bit how it came about. Um, So our um, community partner at Road Safety Education is Rotary Um, and Rotary, um, it it was this particular Rotary club that started the rider workshops. So began in 2001 in New South Wales and there had been a um, quite a traumatic crash in which four teenage boys were killed Um, and it wasn't an isolated event they had seen um, crashes with youth happening more and more often so the local Rotarians got together and said look we need to do something to help educate our young people to drive safely on the roads so they started um, running rider workshops and developed the sessions themselves. Um, Later on, it got to the point where they realized that they actually really needed um, help in developing the sessions um, so that it would be best practice in education and the most effective that it could be. Um, So road safety education was then born. um, And because we are A um, independent charitable organisation, it enables us to to put a lot of effort into the continual development of the Rider Workshop. So we have a board of advisors um, who come from educational backgrounds and road safety um, arenas that help us develop our sessions and we're able to review those every year. So um, I mentioned it started in in New South Wales, um, so obviously we have Australian origins, Um, so road safety education has been in New Zealand since 2006, and we ran the first rider workshop in um, Takapuna. Um, in 2007. So we've been gradually expanding our reach throughout New Zealand um, as we've been financially able to to grow the organisation. Um, So we have just come to the, it's the 1st of July today, Um, so we've just finished our financial year yesterday Um, and in the last year we've had around 11,000 students in New Zealand
0: come through the Amazing, yeah. Yeah, that's amazing numbers.
1: Um, yeah, it's really encouraging. I think, um, and and actually, the feedback from the students is really encouraging as well. So we ask them to give us feedback on the day, and it's good to see um, their feedback showing that they're actually um, they have more awareness now, and they've identified areas that they're going to change.
0: Excellent, and that's the thing. When we with a program like this, I mean, you as you're putting it together, there's take-home messages that you hope. Um, are received, but seeing in feedback that students are picking up those messages is just so rewarding.
1: Yeah, yeah it really is, yeah. Mm -hmm.
0: And so on the day of the program um, you work through different workshops and different presentations throughout the day? We do, yeah. So.
1: We could have anywhere between around uh, 100 to 200 students coming to a writer Workshop Day and we divide them into six groups of students and in those those smaller groups, they make their way around six different sessions. So, shall I give you a wee overview of the sessions? Yes. excellent. Okay, cool. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, one of them is Road Choices and that is typically run by... Um, a, a local police officer, yeah. um, so most of the time we'll have a school community constable um, facilitating that session, um, and what they're aiming to do in that session is to show these um, young drivers or even young passengers that are, might be thinking about getting their licences, um, show them that the graduated driver's licensing system is there to, um, to protect them and to help them gain more and more responsibility as they're um, able to take that on. Um, so um, another um, aspect of that session is looking at distractions. So um, impairments, areas of... Um, um, what was I thinking of? Oh, the different impairments. So areas like... Um, cell phones, um, but also things like fatigue. And we we all know about um, how drugs and alcohol can impair our driving, but quite often we don't think so much about um, how tiredness can impair our driving. Um, And they look at other safety aspects in in that one as well, like the importance of seat belts um, in your car. Another one is Mind Matters, and this is actually a relatively new session. So this session is actually looking at, okay, how does my mind state affect my driving? If I um, am experiencing different moods, if I'm excited, if I'm anxious, if I'm angry, how does that have an effect on my driving um, when I'm in the car? And how can I actually change my mind state? before I get behind the wheel so that I can be a safer driver. And in that session, we also look at music, which is quite insightful to students. They're often... Um, and actually, even the teachers that come along, I think we don't realise how much effect what we're listening to has on our actions at the time. So we, we look at um, what music is actually helpful to you when you're driving and what music isn't, it isn't going to be helpful to you when you're driving. And of course, things like setting a playlist and just letting it play mm-hmm. so you're not playing with the radio or fiddling with yeah. um, Spotify on your phone when you're driving. Um, I think
0: I've seen watching Mind Matters has, has made me really aware of how differently I drive when I'm in a rush, when I'm stressed and in a rush, um, yeah. and impatient, and, and then you, when you kind of got plenty of time, you're waving people on at the, you know, and you just drive in a completely different manner, and so that's yeah. something I've since watching Mind Matters has really checked myself on, like being angry, and, you know, impatient isn't going to get me there any quicker, so just you're gonna be late, deal with it and continue. Yeah. Absolutely. And those little strategies like what to do
1: if you're gonna be late. You yeah. know? Yeah. Know exactly. that somebody's waiting for you at the other end. Okay, yeah. hey, before you got start, or maybe pull over during yeah. your journey if that's if that's when you think of it. Actually send them a text message or yeah. give them a call and say, I'm gonna be 10 minutes late. And then it takes the pressure off. Exactly. You're not yeah. 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 Um Okay, so that's road choices, mind matters. Um, Another one is the I in drive. So this is all about me as a driver or me as a passenger in a car. Um, And it looks at um, personality. So the students do a personality um, quiz and what they discover in that is how likely or um, they are to take risk or how risk adverse they are in all areas of life. And then they relate that to driving. And in that session, they also look at how to speak up. So as a passenger, it's really empowering them to speak up, to get themselves out of a dangerous or potentially dangerous situation. Yeah. And some strategies in there for speaking up, like direct doesn't necessarily always work. So you might need some good humorous um, strategies yeah. or um, indirect um, ways that you can get yourself out of a car when you're yeah. not feeling safe. Absolutely, yeah, Yeah. Um, Okay, another one that we do is um, drive SOS. So in RIDER, the SOS stands for So Others Survive. And this is being aware of the others on the road. Actually, I've got some really good feedback on this one that I might just read you now. So this was from a student in Hastings. Um, And they said, Drive SOS was my favorite session because of the sentiment, drive so others survive. It really stuck with me and was definitely one of the main things I took away from my time at Ryder. I went home and mum asked me about what I learned that day and I told her about the alternative meaning for SOS. This gave us both a new perspective on driving, especially seeing as I'm aiming to get my restricted so soon. I will now realise the power that I hold over other people each time that I take a seat behind the wheel and I'll take the term drive so others survive with me moving forward. So it's getting them to think about Vulnerable road users, um, okay, there's a kid on a scooter over there, I need to keep an eye on them. I can see there's um, um, pedestrians um, coming up to a pedestrian crossing, what am I going to do to be um, ready to stop if I need to here? Yeah, or, right. There's kids playing with a ball. What happens if that ball comes out on the road and adjusting their driving accordingly so they can be looking out for others on the road? Um, In that session, we also talk about truck drivers and the limitations that truck drivers have and how to drive um, with trucks on the road so that truck drivers can do what they need to do. They need extra turning space, they have big blind spots, Um, and it's quite. Quite a new awareness for young drivers yeah. and older drivers yeah. that we need to, to be aware of um, and just allow them the space yeah. that they need, you know. Yeah, um, yeah so drive SOS. Um, what am I missing out? Definitely crash investigators, yeah. which you and oh. Sam have been involved <laughs> in. <laughs> I was going to save it for last, but I think I've missed another, another one we might need to circle back to. Um,
0: Driving display one. Which one's that? The When they've
1: got the car and... uh speed and stopping. Yeah. Okay, let's do speed and stopping and then crack <laughs> investigators. <laughs> um, speed and stopping is our one outdoor session and we will do everything we can to make sure we can still run that outside. We generally have um, a gazebo or some sort of sheltered area where the students can stand under if it's drizzling a little bit, but if it really rains, we have an alternative indoor session. But speed and stopping is all about looking at the... um, safety aspects of a car um, and showing um, young drivers what to look for in a car. So if they are getting into a car with someone or um, if they're looking to buy their first car, what are important safety features in that car to consider? Um, to help keep them safe in the event of a crash, um, because there's two aspects with crashes. There is wanting to prevent a crash from happening, um, and then it's also the second aspect is trying to keep us as safe as possible um, if and when a crash does happen. And in that session, they look at stopping distances. So that's the practical aspect of all yeah. the extra practical aspect of that session is that they do see a car travelling at um, 40, 50 and 60 k's per hour and they talk about the um, increase in stopping distance so um, if you increase your speed, it disproportionately increases your, your stopping distance. Yeah. Um, so if you double your speed, you quadruple your stopping distance. You don't double your stopping distance. Um, so they learn that that little bit of extra speed um, makes the difference yeah. Yeah. Um, in the event of of somebody walking out in front of your car, yeah. so if it's you're... so
0: visual, isn't it, to see it that the scarecrow man go flying? And they, do.
1: yeah, yeah. <laughs> so they do hit a dummy, and um what they're doing there is um, they put the dummy where the car would have stopped if they are traveling fifty k's yeah. per hour. So in your normal built up area, the speed limit is fifty k's per hour, um, and if they had to stop suddenly they would stop just in time before they'd hit that dummy we've set it up that way so that that, that's where the dummy is standing um but we get the car to drive at 60 k's per hour and then therefore they're not uh, able to stop in time and the dummy does yeah it literally goes flying yeah so you see it go up and um and then land head first actually which is is quite nasty if it um, it was a real person Um, and so where we think you know that creeping up to 55 or 60 in a 50k zone isn't such a big deal um, we're showing them that actually it is a really big deal it does make a big difference yeah yeah. So, um, so yeah so that one yeah. um and um back to crash investigators so crash investigators is the one that you and Seth have been involved yeah. with in the Hawks Bay yeah. um and in that session um the students become investigators so after every crash an investigation is held to find out what factors um, impacted. Either the cause of the crash or the severity of the crash at the time. Um, And they look at four different areas. So this is showing young drivers, okay, there's things that I need to be looking at. There's things that I have control over when I'm out there on the road. Um, So the four areas are the road users, so that's both the drivers and the passengers. It could be anybody outside of that particular vehicle that's using the road as well. The road and the roadside, the vehicle and the speed. Um, And so after introducing them to those four areas, we then introduce them to a crash survivor who in the Hawks Bay is Seth. Um, and he gives them a little overview of his crash and then they come up with questions to ask him, to work out, okay, how could either this crash have been avoided or the impact of the crash on Seth have been less severe? Yeah. Um, and they look at those four different areas. Um, and actually, of feedback, we typically get lots of feedback on the crash, crash Investigators session, and that's because it's a real live, I want to say scenario, but it, it, it's it's a person's story yeah. that we're looking at. And yeah, so they relate it? it back mm-hmm. to themselves, yeah. Um, but this one here, I think, shows the importance of having somebody that's local. Um, So this person says crash investigators was my favourite session. It was broken down into four sections of what can cause or add to a crash um, that happened as well as hearing from Seth and his experience and the fact that he had his crash in Hawke's Bay on a road that I knew um, has enabled me to see why and the fact is that add up to a crash. Mm-hmm. So because they could actually visualize, oh, he was on this road yeah. and I travel on this road mm-hmm. and start thinking, okay, what do I need to look for on the road? And how do I need to adjust my speed accordingly if I'm on that road or on another road? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah.
0: And that's yeah. and what I yeah, love about Crash Investigators is it, it really looking at all those different headings. It really looks at what everybody is doing to try and keep you safe on the road. Yeah. But there's all these things with roading engineers and all these things, legislation going on all the time to keep you safe. But your part of that is to abide by those rules, do the right things, um, you know, and that's, that's your, your link in the chain. Yeah, um, And yeah. It is, so, and I really also like the acknowledgement of, you know, we, we really don't want crashes to happen, but, but human error, things do happen, unfortunately. Um, and then looking at the severity stuff yeah. So how are we going to make sure that they're not as bad as they could have been? Mm. Um, so it's quite an empowering session as well, I think. Um, it is,
1: thinking. isn't it? Yeah. yeah. And yeah.
0: actually quite often something that um, people
1: don't know is that roads have safety ratings, just yeah. like vehicles do. Yeah. Um, so we look at the safety rating of a vehicle because we want as many safety features in that vehicle yeah. as we um, can afford to have. So that it it does um, help us in the event of a crash. It helps prevent um, or helps lessen the injuries in the event yeah. of a crash. But with roads, they've got safety ratings as well. And what we see with um, Waka Kotahi, um, reducing speed limits in some areas around the country. So on some roads, speed limits are being reduced from 100 to 80. Wow. And you have people mumbling and grumbling about that. Um just align when they, when they start roads. to look at okay this the safety rating of this road is only a two or a three so therefore it's not really safe to travel hundred Ks on the road yeah. um then that creates more buy-in with that new speed limit. Yeah. Even if the speed limit is a hundred we're showing these young drivers what to look for on the road. Mm-hmm. Okay, is there a hard shoulder? Is there a rumble strip on this road? How wide are the lanes? Are there um, safety rails up on this road? Okay? If not, maybe it's better for me to travel 80 Ks on this road. Yeah, um, and they can adjust it accordingly. And actually one of the students said that as well from from your session with Seth. Um, they said, I learned that even if the speed is set, it's my cho- choice what awesome. speed I would like to travel and I need to pay attention to the type of road I'm traveling on and adjust my speed to suit the conditions oh,
0: awesome. yeah, yeah. so cool such great takeaways yeah yeah really yeah really neat it
1: is hey yeah because speed realistically speed is um often a factor in crashes yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And, and that's a, and speed can be a factor without necessarily breaking the law yeah, You know, if you were going slower, yeah, just because the speed limit is 100, um, you travel around certain areas or bends, you know, it's not appropriate to travel that speed.
1: Yeah, yeah. And in speed and stopping, they um, learn that that speed limit is set for the ideal road conditions. Yes. So yeah. if it's raining, then that is not the ideal road yeah. conditions and you don't want to be driving at the speed limit. Yeah.
0: Yeah, absolutely. No, it's, it's such a neat program and we've been, yeah, we've really enjoyed um, being part of it. And, and the more we're coming along to and watching the di- different sessions and seeing how it all pieces together. So I really enjoy that from crash investigators as well, because when we're talking about speed, we can talk about, we've seen, you've seen that in speed and stopping or the safety car ratings or, you know, and so the more you see of the program, the more it all really does. You see how it all links together so well. Yeah.
1: Yeah, and the sessions are designed to do that, to yeah. link with, with one another without repeating. Yes, absolutely, um, yeah. The, uh, the sessions do. And what we do is we provide the schools with pre-workshop discoveries so that students can actually do a little bit of work beforehand um, to prepare them for coming to these sessions. Yeah. And that increases the the impact yeah. um, that so, it has on their behaviour.
0: And, and um, the students coming through are Year 12s? Yeah, they are yeah, twelve. So yeah, it's designed so for the students. Beginning of their driving. You know, getting licensing is just kind of coming about for them, isn't it? Some would have learner licenses. Yeah. Yeah. A There's lot of
1: them are time. quite quite often I ask them. So we have a a, um, a welcome and then we have a wrap up at the end of the day as well with all of the students together. So that's the those are the two times that they're together and, and yeah. not in these small groups. And quite often I'll ask them in that welcome, okay guys, where are you at on your driving journey? Um, and ask them to put their hands up. So I would say the majority um, of students put their hands up. To say they've got their learners' license,
0: yeah,
1: um, and then we have some with their restricted. You get the odd one that's got their full license, so yeah. they might be on the the older end yeah. of a year twelve student, and yeah. they've they've done everything that they could to yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. reduce the length of time um, on their on their um, yeah. learners and restricted. Um, but then I actually ask them to also put their hands up if they haven't started learning to drive yes, yet. If yeah. and, and let them know that actually, hey, there is a lot in this day that relates to you as a passenger. Because yeah. one of the things that they come away from is, um, after the workshop day is a realization that as a passenger I have a lot of influence over yeah. what happens in a car yeah definitely yeah yeah so not only in the speaking out but am I a distraction for the yeah. driver Yeah. am I being helpful for the driver am I looking out for you know they they can look out for hazards absolutely um, yeah they can be um the one to send a text or take a phone call yeah yeah. um or they can be a real source of distraction yeah. Yeah. they could be arguing with the driver yeah. or they could be yeah. being silly
0: the radio, yeah. yeah all those things that, yeah.
1: Yeah. yeah yeah um so they actually come out realizing that as a passenger they have a lot of control over what's going on yeah. on the road as well yeah. yeah, and
0: can always choose to opt out can't they yes you know that's a yeah yep yeah. You can get can out choose to to um, get out of a car
1: or not yeah. get into a car in the first place. Exactly. Yeah,
0: yeah. Uh, so, what's next now? So, when are we bringing Ryder back to Hawksley? Oh, we'll we be, be there next
1: year. Yeah.
0: yeah. Um. So. Um, this was our first
1: year in the Hawke's Bay, so that was really exciting. We were going to be there last year, and then COVID got in the way. Um, so it was really good to finally be able to bring Ryder to the Hawke's yeah. Bay. So we'll be back next year, and um, exactly when next year will depend on when the schools want us to come. Yeah. So work with... Um, when suits them best in yeah. terms of their school calendar and uh, other things wow. that they have going on, yeah.
0: And so if a school is interested, they can get in touch with you? Absolutely, yeah. yeah so we'll put on um, your contact details at the end of the video with your email address, and um, people can get in touch and, yeah, register interest.
1: Yeah, absolutely. It is, yep. It's such
0: a, such a great program. Um, yeah. You know, we think it's, yeah, we think it's so worthwhile and, you know, everyone should go. And even and even the you know the um, the Brotarians that are helping usher around the Ngatahi through the day, um, everyone there is learning as well. Yeah, not just the students. It's um, everyone is getting something from it. I'm, I learn something yeah. every time I come along. Um, so it's yeah a great great program.
1: Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. And actually, I've been
1: with um, road safety education for a couple of years now, and um, just recently learned something new that I picked up just from um just from being in one of the sessions yeah. and i thought oh i hadn't actually picked up on that before yeah. i um yeah or i hadn't considered that before mm-hmm. um yeah. so um and for me that was um it was actually from the speed and stopping session and it was the fact that i needed to adjust my tire pressure when i've got my car loaded down with all of the
0: rider gear oh um, yeah makes sense. yeah yeah, yeah. yeah but so, exactly and you don't know what you don't know no, so, no. Yeah, and I said
1: yeah. I knew the tire pressure that my um car ne- that my tires needed to be at on my car. But realizing, okay, when I've got all this stuff that in the back half yeah. of the car, I actually need to up the tire pressure That's for amazing. those rear tires a little bit. So yeah. there's, there's always um little also, things that we can are traveling yeah. around everywhere. You know, yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah, it amazing. was a fairly new thing for me to have so much gear in a car. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So oh, it would really come done. up, and my in my driving experience no. before um i i actually with the mind matters one um i've noticed on our teacher feedback that they've started to um pinpoint that one for themselves yeah, um, no. and say oh i didn't realize how important it was to yeah. check my mind state before i get behind yeah, wheel, of a, yeah. wheel of a car another one that teachers um quite often note is um is the awareness of trucks and their blind spots. Yeah. So even yeah. as an an experienced driver, that yeah. may not have been something that they've thought about before. Yeah.
0: And this is, it. I mean, we all of us are using the road in some capacity probably every yeah. day, and you can become really complacent. Yeah, um, and so just this, yeah, opportunity to kind of just take note and be just like everything, just that awareness of um, of your safety, really
1: it is hey yeah because we quite often go on autopilot I mean how often have you driven somewhere and thought I don't even remember that drive because it's so familiar to you and you've started thinking about something else yeah um yeah yeah Yeah. actually one of the one of the strategies I might just mention is um commentary driving because that helps when you're on autopilot um and I've used it in my My youngest teenage daughter has said to me um, when I started using it, Mum, what on earth are you doing? And I said, well, I've just started to get a little bit distracted. And so I'm bringing my mind back to my driving. So commentary driving is simply saying out loud, um, what you are doing or what you're looking yeah. for when you're driving. I'm coming up to a roundabout. I can see that there's a car approaching the roundabout on my right. So I'm going to slow down and be prepared to stop. Yeah. Um, and it just brings your mind back to the task. On at the task. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Man, that's a good one.
0: Good yeah. tip. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, yeah. Excellent. Well, thank you so much, Nat. It's so nice um, to talk to you and to be able to kind of share with people um, what, what ride is all about, um, really great program we're loving being involved and just really would encourage any you know anybody involved in high schools in Hawke's Bay to, to get in touch with Nat and, and try and lock it in um, for next year such a yeah valuable program and we're really excited to to do it all again <laughs> awesome can I just
1: say I have been um uh really pleased with the level of community involvement with Ryder and the Hawke's Bay. So, you know, I can come in, I'm, I'm based down in Wellington and me and, and, and our team of facilitators can come in and um, run the workshop, but um, we really want to do that. Um, in conjunction with the local community. So that's a big part of having Rotary as our community partner is having their involvement and their support on the day. Um, but in the Hawks Bay, we, we had you and Seth who are local um, rather than bringing in um, somebody else as a, a crash investigators presenter. Um, and we had um, the local police officers. Um, we had fire and emergency yeah. as well. So one of the local firemen was actually facilitating one of the sessions, um, and we had um, the Rapid Relief team come and do a sausage sizzle at lunchtime, which has nothing to do with road safety, but adds to it as a community event, and it does help um, when the students have have had a good lunch for them too engage in the, yeah. in the afternoon so I just really enjoyed that community aspect of Absolutely. it and that um, yeah that involvement Absolutely. with, with you think, guys and everybody else and yeah. I think
0: yeah Hawkesbury, we have a great community here um, yeah. and I think we all acknowledge we're all working for the same goals so let's just kind of all jump in and do it together um, and yeah. that's when good things happen it,
1: yeah it does doesn't it yeah
0: Yeah, so the rest of the country is jealous
1: of your weather. We can now be jealous of your community as well.
0: (laughs) That's what we want. (laughs) Awesome. Thank you so much, um, Nat, for joining me today. We'll put up your contact details at the end if anyone wants to get in touch with you. Um, And, yeah, excited to see you next time. Great. Thanks. If you would like any more information about the work we do about Brain Injury Hawke's Bay, uh, accessing our support, our social workers, to, to talk to them about getting some support around a brain injury you may have or someone you know, um, or if you'd like to talk more about the education service and how you could work with us or have us come out and do some education, please do get in touch, 878-6875. And also you can follow us on Facebook and Instagram, and we have a website, braininjuryhb.org. Um, please get in touch, um, and we'd love to have a chat with you and see how we can work together. Brain Injury Hawkes Bay was proudly brought to you with funding from the Hastings District Council. This show was produced by and first broadcast on Radio Canberras, Hawkes Bay's community access radio station. Thanks to New Zealand On Air for enabling us to put Hawkes Bay voices on air.